Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, April 8th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, Security Basics 101. Today on the Ether, Security Basics 101. How not to get hacked, fished, or fleeced. A smooth brain production with Finn and friends. That's me. Let's take a listen. Welcome to Workshop Security 101, hosted by Finn. I'm Finn. I hope everybody is well today. You can find this over at terraspaces.org. Recording live right here through the Terra Invest Strategy Discord, brought to you by Orbital Command. Huge shout out to those cats doing a ton of good stuff here in the ecosystem, putting up lots of uh, really good resources, and all of their spaces are just fun. I enjoy those, so... Uh, today we're going to focus on just like super basic security stuff, psychology, things like that. I want to put it in everybody's mind because there are there's not a day that goes by this month, I would think, that like I haven't seen somebody getting fleeced for their NFTs, for their whole wallet, for to- like it, it's it's happening a lot. And I feel like the more that this ecosystem grows, it's going to happen even more so. Uh, we just want to have something recorded here that we can point people to that gives them kind of a basic rundown of like, what are the scams? How are these being perpetrated? Stuff like that. Uh, so I start out with something, uh, messing around in the NFT space, especially like don't use the wallet that has your bag in it, you know, like send the stuff to a secondary wallet, your, you know, whatever funds for that particular mint. And that's going to save you so much heartache if you do happen to get caught up in a a malicious mint or something like that. At least they're only going to get what you have in that wallet and not your entire bag. And I mean, that's just good, like security practice anyway, just not to have all your shit in one 
bag, you know, like that's just, we should be proper. And I'm not, I know with like the yields and everything, like it sucks. You don't want to like split things up, but if you're doing a lot of NFT things, I think it is worth it to have a secondary burner wallet. That's just for NFT transactions. And you don't even have to burn it after every time, but if you do get compromised at some point, then you will want to obviously burn it and, and start a new one. But when that happens again, at least they're not getting your entire bag. They're just getting a small portion of it. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Um, a lot of what we're seeing lately has to do with spoofs and fakes, uh, fakes, influencers, fake listing contacts, fake sites using Google. Uh, we've noticed that when people were searching Google for anchor protocol, they were coming across several different anchor protocols, none of which were like the legit one. And then of course, once you connect to that and it's like, you can't ledger or not, unless of course, uh, what, what Hicks said there has some sort of protection for that. Like if you connect to one of these fake sites, your assets are gone, you know, like that's, that's that, uh, we saw a couple people, I think there was one in particular, I remember who had his stuff unstaking, but it was during that time or, or maybe the, the scammer, tried to unstake it and then he noticed but uh what he ended up doing was hooked up with someone that i think wrote him a little bot to like as soon as that b luna became luna like the bot grabbed it and moved it to a safe wallet and last i heard he was able to to save it and the hacker didn't get anything so uh definitely want to be careful what you're connecting to and i know like I come, I, I do a lot of proofreading. So like I, it's in my mind always, like I will see just spelling errors. So I, I might be a little more cognizant than, than a lot of people, but double check that address bar. And if you really want to be safe, it is kind of a, a pain if you are playing with a lot of different protocols, especially new ones coming out, but security isn't convenient all the time. So there's always going to be this trade-off between like, how much of a pain in the ass is this going to be and how secure is it going to make you? So uh, you always, and that that's up to everybody, you know, individually, whatever their, their risk tolerance for this sort of shit is. And uh, I would add uh, that you use a hardware wallet more than anything. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want, or if your phone screen's cracked, I'm not a big advocate for that. I just keep all this shit on my phone. I've never had an issue, but yeah, for, for people getting in the space, if they're worried about it, definitely go that route but again seed is seed and if you put your seed hardware wallet or not into a, a bad site like you're compromised you don't you don't put your seed in anywhere well tell everybody that's getting fleeced that that's what we're here to do <laughs> well yeah but most of the people I, I haven't actually heard of one hardware wallet being compromised that way because most people that buy a hardware wallet in the first place they understand what why what they're buying right what's the purpose of it um, the the seeds that are getting hacked, that's all just MetaMask soft wallets. And it's not um, hardware wallets. So that seed phrase, it's it's often just people being walked into it. Um, so it's usually the guy that pretends to be the textbook from whatever protocol and says, follow these steps, copy this, and then paste that here. Yeah, it's, I mean, nothing's going to protect you 100%. That's why we want to like educate people and let them know and become aware that these things are, are happening. 
Um, the other one I see a lot of is the QR codes. People like their QR codes. Those, if you've ever like been to a DEF CON conference or anything like that, like you know that you do not ever, ever, ever scan a QR code in public. It's paranoid, sure. And more times than not, you probably won't get bit. But that time that you do, like you're, it, it sucks. So uh, I would just be weary about any QR codes in public. Don't scan them. They're super, super easy to overlay a malicious QR code right over the top of the one you're scanning. And now all of a sudden you don't know where your phone is taking you, you know, because you just scan this, this QR code. It's a super cool, super easy way to like get someone to go to a website or, you know, convey some information, whatever. It's just super easy to like spoof. So I, I would be really wary, especially dealing with DeFi stuff. In public, obviously, if it's coming from a website, like uh, when you log into Discord on a different Discord, definitely double check as you should be double checking everything. Um, but that stuff, obviously, a lot more secure than a QR code on a phone poll on, you know, MLK and Fifth. So just like be aware that that stuff is out there. People it's it's like the the gas station card skimmers, you know, like I I jiggle that shit every time now, just out of habit. Like, I don't even know if people are still doing that, but like out of habit, I will like shake the shit out of the thing before I put my card in it just to see. I've never found one. Uh, I've got a couple friends in other states that have found, but I've never come across one in, in the wild. They are out there though. So uh, it's, it's the same idea with the, with the QR codes, you know, it's just, an overlay or this in the skimmer case, it's just a little piece of hardware that's in there that intercepts your card when, uh, when you go to scan it, uh, people impersonating the high level users. This is something we see in telegram daily. You could go there right now, any protocol telegram, ask a question. 30 seconds or less. You're going to get DMS from people that at first glance may look legit. That's why is Remy DMing me asking for money? Like, that's really weird, you know? So, and it's easy for us because like we're in the ecosystem. So a lot of us have running DMs open with a lot of these people that are getting impersonated. So it's super easy just to be like, oh, look, there's no message history. Obviously, this is a scammer. But for like the normal public, they're not going to have, you know, a, a bunch of different chat histories with with these these people that are getting impersonated. So super important just to play it safe and just not even reply. Uh, if you must, I would absolutely double and triple check that you are chatting with who you say you are, whether that's going to the server that they're in and being like, hey, did you just DM me? Nine times out of 10, they'll be like, no. And be like, okay, well, here's another scammer. Report, block, move on with your day. Right. We uh, one thing I'll add yeah. is if you need to open up a DM with someone, uh, be sure that you're the one starting the conversation. So like in the case of Discord, you right click on their name and then you say send message, right? That way, you know, you're getting the proper person if you really have to do it. Yeah. And that's really good advice too, for the older style scams that were like, uh, in your phone and, and they would say, Hey, this is your bank. Like, well, I'm going to call my bank then and not just assume that this random phone call is from my bank, you know, but people don't think about that stuff. So you get a call that they say they're your bank. And now next thing you know, you're like giving them all your info. It's like, well, 
there you'll you'll be needing a new credit card here soon um but yeah same idea with the telegram like if if it's if it's coming to your dms go to the source and double check verify and that's what a lot of these scams prey on is the fact that people are in such a hurry people are super add in this space we have a lot of things going on and people just don't take that extra time to check especially when it comes to like mints and protocols airdrops launches because there's always some sort of sense of urgency you know, and that's where people really will start making the mistakes because they're they're rushed. They're not like thinking cl- as clearly as as they should, especially when there's, you know, finances involved. So. Uh, let's see the other ones I've seen uh, password reset scams. Obviously, this goes back to the whole the easier it is, the less secure it is, the more secure it is, the more inconvenience you could be. Um, any site that has a password reset is probably pretty easily, you know, someone's going to get your password. Um, most recently I saw this in Instagram. I woke up, it was like six in the morning. This dude, uh, I, I follow a lot of glass artists cause I own a glass shop and stuff. And it, this dude that does cool glass, he like, made a post and this was my bad for like interacting with it, but he was like, name, uh, something that starts with P and ends with a, or something like a word. And I was like, Oh, that's easy. Pneumonia. <laughs> and like he DM me, he's like, you want a thousand dollars. I was like, dope. I'm a fan of your glass by the way. And like, he didn't say anything about that, which I thought was weird. Cause all glass artists I interactive will at least be like, Oh cool. Thanks man. Dude completely skipped over that. That was red flag. And then the, the big red flag was when he said, in order to claim your money, you have to go and add this email address to your Instagram profile. And I was like, that's weird. Like, do you want me to make a post like shouting out your email ad or like, I don't know. And then they sent me a screenshot and they were like, click edit profile, replace your email address with this address. It'll take three minutes and we'll send you a thousand dollars. And at that point I was like, yeah, like, wow. (laughs) And so obviously if I was to do that, they would then instantly trigger a password reset, which would send it to the address I just switched it to, which would then give them access to my Instagram account. And this kind of goes with the whole thing about people need to get out of the habit, if they're not already, of using the same passwords across multiple websites, especially socials, and finance you should never ever ever use the same password just across sites anyway you especially should never do that using the same password you use on socials and then your finances because that's all it takes is someone to do what i just described here get into your instagram account and now they can like start crawling through the rest of your accounts and chances are One of those passwords is going to be the same as your Bank of America or your Chase or whoever you're banking with. And now all of a sudden, you know, your bank's calling you (laughs) like it's and it happens real quick. So, like, you you got to be alert. Don't don't be looking at at giveaways at 6 a.m. when you just wake up, you know. 
Um, a lot of these things tend to prey on ego, psychology, uh, like money, sex, needs, things like that. Um, <clears throat> they feed people a lot of hopium and they want you to react a certain way and they'll feed you cues in a certain way to get certain reactions. And there's like, it's a numbers game, right? Like there's a certain percentage of people that when you initiate this particular, this, this certain way of framing a, 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 a conversation or whatever, they will respond in a certain way. And knowing those little like tricks, you can get them to kind of be a little more able to be manipulated. And then that's how they get, get these things out. The classic one obviously is the hot chick. That's like, Hey daddy, do you invest? Do you, I get like five of these in telegram a day, just random bots probably with like a hot chick as a profile pick. And then they just start, they don't like ask you for anything. They just start talking about investing and I've, I, I should next time, like now that we're, we're doing these kind of classes and stuff, like kind of see what their end game is. Cause I always just like kind of block and then move on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really weird. And I, I assume their end game is eventually they get you to be like, Oh my God, I'm going to like marry you. And then all of a sudden you're buying them plane tickets, except you're not buying them plane tickets. You're just giving them your credit card info. And then, you know, now I don't want to kink shame anybody. Like if that's your thing, that's your thing. Some people are into that, you know, that, uh, not on telegram, <laughs> not like that. So, uh, we'll talk about a couple recent ones that were in the news. Uh, that one dude got fleeced out of his, uh, Bay area yacht club board, Ape yacht club. What are those things called? And this was an interesting one because it had to do with, their token and like claiming rewards and stuff. And obviously like if you're in that space, you know how quick these things are gone. And I think that's what they were banking on is that people are going to see BAYC and they're going to be like, Oh shit, I better click whatever the fuck comes next, you know, because they, it, it, it's, there's a lot of like high stakes shit happening in that club, I guess you could say. Uh, so it happened in their discord. Uh, the discord first got hacked and we kind of saw announcements about this stuff going around. It was during April fools. So like right around that first week, uh, last week, I guess it would have been uh, 18 months ago last week. Uh, it says if a user clicks on the link in this post that they made, they're taken to a website and they're tricked into minting a fake NFT in exchange for their ETH. Other versions tricked the victims into sending the scammers NFTs by making them think their collectible was going to be wrapped. Interesting. Two wallet addresses were tied to the hacks, one of which sold a stolen Mutant Ape Yacht Club NFT and then sent the other 19.85 ETH or around $69,000. Thank you. Uh, based on the current exchange rates, the recipient wallet reportedly sent 61 ETH to a mixing service, of course. Uh, it's unclear how many people fell victim to the scams, but the project's admins quickly caught on and posted a warning to their fans. Uh, they were asked not to mint anything from the Discord and clarified that they weren't doing any April Fool stealth mints. So, and that's just like, that's exploiting that, that hopium that people have. Like, man, 
what if I am the one that saw that first and like I got in on that that stealth mint like I'm going to be rich and then like your mind starts going off and like you're spending money you don't even have yet and then the next thing you know like your wallet's empty and like fuck so you always got to be careful about that stuff uh, the other gentleman, it was actually, and I know that it's like kind of a meme at this point, like the BAYC community, not really known for like their hardened security ops <laughs> or anything. Um, but Jay Chow also lost one uh, in a phishing attack. Uh, it was 500,000 they got on the looks rare marketplace. They said that he was tricked. And I asked a couple Terra devs, if this is just an ETH specific exploit or a specific, I guess, uh, command. And I never got an answer, so I'm not sure. I just figured we'd chat about it anyway, because it is kind of interesting. But in this particular case, Chow was tricked into submitting a set approval for all request which then allowed the perpetrators to gain access to his wallet, which contained board ape NFT 3738. Uh, they then transferred the token to their own wallet and then cashed in for 500 G's. Uh, they said cybersecurity firm checkpoint software tech notes that NFT users can avoid falling for such ploys by educating themselves about the various types of wallet requests. Some are merely used to connect the wallet while others can give individuals full access to your NFTs and other cryptocurrencies. So again, I'm not sure how that works in Terra. If we do, I have noticed like there are different messages depending on what you're signing and stuff, but I'm not sure if there's, I've never, like, I don't know if that's in our command set or not set approval for all. Like, I don't know why you would ever need to do that. I I don't know. I'm not a dev, so... Uh, I did think thought that that was interesting. It seemed more than just the normal, like you got fished into clicking this thing. I, I mean, I guess maybe that's what it is. It, the thing they clicked though, was just the set for all instead of, you know, like approve this one uh, connection or whatever. So we got any BAYC holders in the house. <laughs> Dude, I was there day one and then I never bought in. Did you really? Yeah, I was, I was, I caught on to it day one, but I just never bought it. I think the first ETH NFT I got was a, the name I got like the jam hole dot ETH or whatever, just for the oh, hell of it. Yeah. Uh, any questions uh, so far? I have. What's that? That's the biggest miss I have is the board of Yacht Club. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I don't think I have any misses like that. I just like, I mean, they're all misses, right? But I, there's not one that I was like actually there for that I should have gotten that I did. I just haven't been there for any of them. Right, right, right. <laughs> My biggest miss was not getting more prism at that lock event. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if there's no questions, we'll keep going. Uh, generally, the issue is PebCAC. I don't know if you're familiar with PebCAC problem exists between chair and computer. Humans always going to be the weakest link in the system, assuming that the code is hardened and well-made. Uh, it's way, way easier to socially engineer a human than it is to crack well-made code, especially if the crypto is solid. You know, math is math, seed is seed. Like, trust the math. In, in a in an ecosystem of trust no one, you can trust the math. Usually. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we'll talk about a recent one in our own ecosystem. Our friend Enchanted Art posted up a thread. Uh, she got scammed, or he, they got scammed out of uh, some NFTs uh doing otcs and this is the other thing that kind of goes back to all of the impersonations and the spoofing and stuff is these otc sales i get it like some of the platform fees suck but you're paying for that service you know you're you're paying for the the convenience i guess of not dealing with some rando in your dms and then having to go through like who do i find to to broker this oh look they brought a broker well that's sus so now what you know like they it just kind of snowballs like that and these people like they definitely know what they're doing like they say all the right things to trigger all the right things in your brain that makes you more malleable and more open to to what they want you to do. And then, you know, before you know it, you're making a Twitter thread about how you got fleeced for your, for your NFTs. Um, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll put a link to this thread in, uh, in the post. Uh, they just said, always use a trusted platform. OTCs become especially appealing when someone comes up to you and offers you a great deal. Again, going back to the feeding you hopium thing. If it's too good to be true, more times than not, it is. Nobody is just going to, I shouldn't say that. Very few people are just going to like roll up to you and give you something for free. You know, there, it does happen. We are in a very altruistic ecosystem here in Terra. So it does happen when you go out, I guess, seeking it. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they were seeking it. They were just like, somebody hit them up and was like, Hey, I'll give you this much for this NFT. And they were like, holy shit. Okay. So I, I just, you know, be careful. Like if, if somebody wants to give you something, there's no way that they're going to be able to steal from you unless you let them, right? Like they're to send you something. If I want to just give Tao a thousand dollars or a thousand UST, there's no way for me to take advantage of him in doing that unless I need something in return. So then that's where it kind of like the lines get a little blurry. It's like, okay, I, I want to give this to you and all you have to do is give me your wallet address, but could you? And then that's where the take is. It, it's that, but could you? Cause just take my address and give me the money. I don't, you know, if, if that's truly the case, this too good to be true scenario, take my wallet address, which is public and put the money in it. But no, now I need to like connect to this thing. Like that's weird. I shouldn't need to do that. You got to think though, some people will get that message and they will just like their brain starts going and they're already spending that money again before they, they even have it, you know? It's hard. It's definitely hard, especially like everybody's situation is different. Like you have no idea what the person on the other end of that DM is going through. You don't know what their, their life is like. You don't know if it's a human or a bot, you know, like we're failing the Turing test on the daily in this ecosystem. It's, it's insane. You just, you got to try your best to, to like keep a level head and, and be like, all right, you want to like give me this too good to be true offer? Like why? What's 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 the the game? You know, there's always going to be something unless it's you know like 
Mr. Sam I am coming up and just sweeping floors on every NFT project in Terra that like asks him to, you know, there are people like that, but more chances than not, they're not going to just randomly hit you up. And if they do, they're not going to ask you for something in return. And they're not going to ask you for some sort of vector for them to be able to take advantage of you, if that makes sense. Uh, and that's what they said here. Don't give in to pressure. They may try to buy more of your stuff. And again, the deal will be a good one. They may even send the payment without you even saying yes to pressure you and may add the touch of an accidental additional transfer to then make you feel bad about it. Again, this is all those those cues that go into this manipulation. Like you, you got to be aware of that. Uh, take a step back when they start asking for more, they say. It starts to become a spiral. They'll spin a story about how they've cooperated, so you should too. Hey, we're f we're homies now. Like, I just gave you, like, why won't you give me, you know? Like, it's a give and take now. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> uh, they say it needs to come to a point where you realize that you've just been the party giving all this time and not receiving anything. Uh, consult your friends. And this is super important. Like, and this is again, where the impersonation stuff comes into play. Consult your friends, but make sure you're consulting your friends and not imposters of those friends. I've seen multiple fins running around with the mushroom, Luna shroom avatar. Uh, I think we've seen a raft before and like the bigger this ecosystem gets the people like us that are making content or running servers, we're the targets like we're going to be the ones getting impersonated because we have that level of trust with the community like people know that if they have a question or they have an issue they can come to Finn or Raf or, or Tao or anybody you know and like get some help and not like put themselves at risk for somebody like trying to get them to click on something or, or download a, a bad PDF or, or however, you know, uh, they say always double check discord names again, going back to, you know, impersonations and stuff. They say these guys like to use the names of others on discord. If it's a duplicate, it's very likely a scammer. They may even try to pretend to be admins from discord groups acting as an escrow to the transaction. And I know we've offered that service before, like, hey, if you must, don't. But if you need to, like, come holler at me. I'll give you a wallet address that you can both send to and we'll we'll verify it. And that's fine if they're talking to me. If they're talking to fake Finn from fake Terra Spaces, then that shit's gone. You know, as soon as you send it, then then they block you. They ghost. They shut the server down, whatever. And then they're gone. So always 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 verify and and verify twice like it's if it's something they want they shouldn't be rushing you to 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 make the 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 transaction happen like do it on your terms and on your time don't let them control the the flow of how this back and forth happens because that's again once they're in control you start not thinking as clear and and then pretty soon you're just like handing them your seed phrase or whatever <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely. It's happening. Uh, they said, I lost a lot from this scam. A GP, a Lunable, a Hero, Terabots. Uh, it was a painful lesson I hope everyone can learn from. And if this uh, has ever happened to you, remember, it's not the end of things. You're still here and you can still build. And I think that's a super important message to take home. Like, all of this shit 
is ephemeral in regards to like your health and your mental status and everything. Like you need to know that cool. You just lost like a few hundred thousand dollars, but you're still breathing and you're still alive. And it's not the end of the world. Like you got them, you can get them again. You know, things can be rebuilt. Granted the floor is rising, but you know, there's, it's not the end of the world. It definitely like, don't let that, spin you into like a whole you know depressive uh state so be careful out there and yeah uh design for test mentioned uh, uh wanting to have somebody that can do like an in-depth explanation of ledger and the text so we'll definitely get that set up for another workshop like i said i don't use it so i'm definitely not the one i'm the one that's gonna like tell you you probably don't need it unless your phone is cracked <laughs> Uh, I think in my notes it said ledgers for pussies and people with <laughs> broken phone screens. I had a, I had a, a teacher in a, the weed lab extract game tell me one day, I was like, are we going to put gauges on this so we know our pressures? And they just looked at me stone cold and they are like, gauges are for pussies. We'll do this by feel. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> what did I get myself into? Uh, but no, no, the technology, all joking aside, like the technology is legit and definitely it's it's good if if you feel like you need to use it. Like we'll we'll get somebody that actually knows how it works because I'm not that dude. I'm uh, I just quickly read the article that he co- uh, put in. Uh, so I, I don't understand quite uh, frankly, like the back, uh, the back, uh, the back end of this, how they're doing it. But essentially, it, it's like it is a password that goes on top of your seed phrase. But we both know how the seed phrase tech works, right? Like it is what generates the private key. Yeah, because right? see so, the way, and that's again, I, I'm just talking out my right. ass. But like the way he explained it, it's like it takes your seed phrase and it takes that password and then hashes them to create a new wallet. And then that new right. wallet is your public face. So like, but I, I, again, yeah, I have no clue. So I don't listen to me. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly where I was going with it is that that's how it is. It either hashes them together somehow, or it does a wrapper effect where like it takes your seed phrase, but then wraps it in some other thing and then gets a new key to then give you a new public address. Right. Yeah, which so, makes sense then, because then if you get bit, you're only getting bit on that one and not your whole stack. Right. And according to this article, you can make individual pins per individual coin somehow. So, like, people can barely keep coin, track of I think one pin. It's just that uh, uh, if you use uh, that feature, uh, basically, each and every time you will need to attach uh, a new password, for example to a new pin on your ledger. So uh, then, depending on the set of accounts that you want to use, you will need to unlock your ledger with the specific pin that is attached to it. And so uh, it's the same like if, for example, uh, uh, someone knows that you are dealing uh, cryptos and uh, someone knows that you have a ledger and someone goes crazy and wants to attack you and uh, maybe rob you, uh, instead of using uh, the password to unlock uh, your main a- account, you can use a different pin 
that will unlock your ledger. Oh, you're saying like in real life, like somebody actually yeah, yeah, kidnaps you. Uh, that's okay. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Extreme situation. Until they're like, this know. wallet doesn't match the wallet we have, and then they fucking right. pistol whip you. <laughs> like, I mean. At at the end of the day, I'll say this. At the end of the day, if people want your shit, they'll get it. You know, like uh, there's there's enough resources that if somebody bad enough wants it, like like you say, either they're going to kidnap you. It's just how far people going to go to get that. And that's where I think it's super important not to. I know people like to like flex their shit online, like it does in a way make you a pretty fat target by doing that because then people know and once people see that address then they put it into like something like eight board i i picture these scammers with like dashboards in eight board that are like the reason why eight board takes so long for it to load for me you know like they just have like all of these addresses in there and they're just tracking and watching and building these profiles on people like i i don't know how paranoid that sounds probably pretty paranoid know it but i'm pretty sure that shit happens for sure uh because what was the other company that's a blockchain explorer for bitcoin uh last year they came out or it came out that they were supplying your addresses and then your ip addresses and all these information that when you visited them uh to the authorities in america yeah which company i'm sorry i can't remember the name of it but it was one of the popular ones. Okay. It was like an exchange? No, it was a, uh, well, or a hardware they, were, thing? They, they were one of the crypto infrastructure companies, but they were also running a, blo- a block explorer for the Bitcoin blockchain. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's all that info's out there, you know? Like, it's just how much time do people want to dedicate to getting yours i guess like how 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 big of a show are you putting on out there you know so definitely security through obscurity like super important you know don't it it, you know if you're gonna flex like make a flex wallet or something I i don't know just just keep that in mind that like there are eyes always watching especially in this connected world that we're in now like there's always people watching it's not a bad idea to like just have multiple wallets and isolate yeah yeah definitely so and and that's kind of how a a ledger i'll say this for ledger like your hardware wallet not specifically ledger but that's how they kind of tie into your whole strategy really well is if you use them as like uh, a storage wallet and that's it so like that wallet doesn't interact with any application it doesn't interact with any icon or any Right. What do you call it? Uh, applications or contracts, I mean, right? So if it, then it only connects to, say, your hardware, uh, your hot wallet, right? So the only bridge you have there is that you are A, pushing coins from your hard, uh, your cold wallet to your hot wallet, and then vice versa from your hot wallet to your cold wallet, because those are not transactions that require contract approvals or anything, because of the way blockchains work, it's just a push. So you're just pushing coins from one wallet to another coin. There's no approval on the other one, like interlinking them, like creating a bridge that can be exploited from one wallet to another wallet. The other one I've seen a lot of is in spam mail. And we used to see this a lot with like uh, shipping tracking. 
And people would get bitten knowing damn well they did not order a package. But again, that psychology kicks in. They're like, oh, somebody sent me something. Like, I better I better click this link and say. And rather than going to the website that it's supposedly sent from, which had you done that, you would have realized there was no package there because the number, like, there, nothing comes up. If something does come up, it's not going to come up for your address. Um, but what people will do is then they'll click that right out of their email. And then they go to a site that looks just like the post office, or just like UPS or just like FedEx. Like you could not tell the difference unless you double or triple check the security certificate or the domain name or whatever. And then they just click it and like, that's it. Once you're there, it's on. And what I've been seeing now for blockchain is in spam folder, we're getting these things from MetaMask, which is pretty amusing in itself. But uh, the one in particular I have this uh, screenshot of, it's the MetaMask swaps survey. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's real spooky because right up at the top in big old bold words, it says, know your customer KYC regulation with the little handshake emoji. MetaMask requires all users to verify their wallets in order to comply with KYC regulations. This must be done before and then there's a date and a time and there. That right there is your, you better hurry, you better do this now or you could lose all your funds, right? So that gets you out of your, your, your smart mind and into your, oh fuck, I better click this right now mind. And then it's all over. Uh, they say as a regular uh, regulated financial services company, we are required to verify all wallets on our platform. <laughs> Could you imagine like MetaMask trying to verify all the wallets on their platform like that? If you know anything about MetaMask and how long it's been around and what kind of shit show DGen shit that is like, then <laughs> you are not verifying anything like come on. Uh, so yeah, they, they say we require all customers to verify the new, uh, to verify their wallets, to continue using our service. And then the next section says, what if I don't complete the wallet verification? Uh Oh, this doesn't sound good. If you don't verify your wallet, your wallet will be restricted. And then there's a big old button that says verify your wallet. And then it says, thanks again, team MetaMask. And of course, I'm sure you can guess what happens if you actually connect your MetaMask wallet to this verification. That's just complete fake nonsense. Uh, of course, all of your funds are gone. So stuff like that, though, really good example of using some of that psychology and being like, hey, you better hurry. It's 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 old salesman marketing mentality, which is it blows my mind that those same tricks and tactics are still working today. And, but for like different ends, you know, they're not getting you to buy shells and cheese or craft dinner. They're getting you to fucking click on a thing to verify yourself. It's crazy. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention uh, that we've been seeing a lot of is when people ask questions and same for Telegram, obviously, like I mentioned before, you ask a question, you get bombarded with a ton of different scammers in your DMs uh, on Twitter. This is when it happens. And it actually was funny because it happened on Enchanted's post about getting scammed. 
<laughs> which I mean, props to like the bot product placement, you know, like they were right in there. Hey, it's never too late to recover your money. Norman Cybertech on Instagram can get it back for you. He never disappoints. And so obviously a person in a desperate time will be like, well, fuck, I mean, I, I better go hit up Norman Cybertech over on Instagram to like get my shit fixed. And I, I can only imagine what happens when you go and you search for, I mean, if the account even still exists, people are getting better about like reporting these things and like getting them cleaned out. But you go there, you start a conversation, and next thing you know, they're, you know, stealing even more of your money. I mean, any money that you have left. So uh, there, there's so many different scams, but they're all kind of the same scam once you, like, break them down. Uh, the other one we saw today, actually, was, and not just today, obviously, we've been seeing these since, like, November, since I started actually paying attention to this. Uh, it's the fake Twitter accounts, but they look just like the Twitter accounts. So like this one I use in my example is a Terra USD. The header is the same. The header banner is the same. The avatar is the same. The name, the tagline, the links. The only thing that would make you sus about it is the join date. That's weird. Why did you just join in April of 2022? Okay. Uh and then the name itself, the at name, the the uh account tag, I guess. Uh at Terra underscore money O O two. I assume O O one bit the dust. O O two is also no longer with us. But keep an eye out for O O three and O O four and all the other ones after that. Uh, we saw this with Doe's account, right? There was how many fake Doquans running around Twitter for a while there. It seemed like there was this huge influx of it and then nothing. So it's kind of interesting how it, how it kind of comes in flows like that. Uh, another good quick way to like determine is that Twitter account fake or not is like if you use Twitter at all and you're in crypto Twitter, if nobody is following that account, then like there's probably a good that's a good indication that it's a it's a spoof or it's a fake. Like generally, and I don't know, depending on how big your your group is, you will at least have a handful of people following an account like that, especially Terra. It, this is the Terra money account, y'all. I mean, shit. Why aren't any of you guys following it? There's one hundred and sixty two followers only three following it which is also kind of interesting i'm sure they're all just fake accounts but like if you had the time you could kind of like go through and see who's following these and then who's following those and then who's following this and yeah takes you down the rabbit hole um we're kind of running a little late but the other thing i wanted to kind of just touch on is the whole like elliptic curve crypto thing just because the math is legit and right doesn't mean it can't be backdoored and we saw this back in 2013 with the uh, nsa backdooring some ecc keys that people were saying and i think was it the rsa that that got bit by it or that got kind of a, a little ding on their record uh because of it saying that like yo this this particular ecc is is solid secure don't even worry about it well turns out edward snowden was like uh they're actually backdoored those keys 
which is fine. That's good that people know that because then they can get blacklisted and stuff. But you never know, especially if you don't know to look like, how do you know what encryption your shit is using? You know, most people don't give a shit. The shit's all like under the hood. I don't care. I click the button. It logs me in. It's got a little padlock on it. You know, that's that in some of those keys that they use or those hashes or the algorithms, I should say the, the cryptographic algorithm, they, they put some back doors in it. Which means the NSA, if you used anything that utilizes those uh, those keys or those ciphers, like they can instantly get into it. So not safe whatsoever. And again, this was back in 2013. I just wanted to like kind of make that something a little more known that like just because you have, you know, elliptic curve crypto is awesome when it's done right and when it's not backdoored by government agencies so just keep that in mind that stuff does happen you know and that's why i I always tend to prefer the open source stuff versus the closed i'd rather have more eyeballs on it finding these bugs finding things like oh this uses that ecc key that like should have been blacklisted interesting why is it still using it and then once things like that get into the crypto community like that shit spreads like wildfire like that it's it 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 gets shut down pretty quick in that community now how far that spills over into like my netgear router or you know whatever the fuck i'm using like that's a whole nother story but just the ability for people to like look at that shit and be like, Hey, this is not using a very safe, uh, keeper key, uh, cipher code. Like, why are we using this? And then steps can be taken to, you know, use something different. Uh, and I'll, I have these links in the post that I'll put up. Uh, if anybody is curious and wants to, to read more about it. Uh, there's also examples in the news from, uh, our friends over at the social engineer site, uh, about people getting taken advantage of in these ways, uh, Brisbane grandparents real estate scam. They got fleeced for fifty two thousand. Uh, the ICBC customer scam. Uh, this was kind of an interesting one. It's a, a Canadian gas thing where they were giving their customers money back, and all of a the sudden, these scammers like started putting up tweets like spoofing that saying as you all know we have officially announced that we're giving 110 cad for all the icbc customers because gas is skyrocketing go ahead and click this link and get your rebate and anybody that used that knew that like they weren't doing rebates that way they were just depositing it back into the account it came out of so, but anybody that didn't know, they're like, oh shit, I better get my 110 Canadian dollars here, you know? And then they click that link and then that's, that's the end of it. So, uh, yeah, lots of different ways, but kind of all the same way, you know, like it's all just tricking you into clicking things that you shouldn't be clicking. Um, as far as like keeping yourself secure, just like knowing that shit, obviously using two factor authentication and like the real, not the cell phone, send an SMS because that can be spoofed pretty easy. Uh, 
using the actual authenticator apps, I, I'm sure those can be spoofed too, but it's, it's the low hanging fruit. You want to keep yourself from being like, don't be the one that's like getting their little SIM spoofed. And because you use the, the cell phone version or the SMS version instead of like an authenticator app, you know, like that just removes you from that bottom rung of people that are just getting picked off. So, uh, any little thing like that, uh, I have a lot of links and I, th- this stuff is kind of over my head, but if you listen to these podcasts from Gibson research corp GRC, Steve Gibson is like old head machine code writer hacker from like back in the day, still does a podcast on the twit network, but they went through a whole lot of like personal password policies, password, uh, extrinsic password managers. Uh, and like the way he explains it. I would never do it justice. So I I have those links in here. If you are curious, definitely like take a listen to these links, the show notes for those episodes, because these are like pretty old, but the, 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 the ideas are still and the concepts are still like super legit. Uh, things like password haystacks, uh, the idea that the longer your password is, the more secure it is as far as like getting brute force, Um, and so instead of, and he'll, he explains it way better than me, but like, instead of picking a bunch of random letters and numbers that you'll never remember, you pat it, right? You bury your needle, your password in this haystack of padding. Uh, so say for example, uh, different special characters. So you say you have your password and it's eight characters long. So before and after that password, pad it with three characters. If that's three commas, three hyphens, three underscores, it doesn't matter. Just adding those extra characters in there will add to how long it takes to brute force that at a at a pretty big improvement. You know, like each character and I I don't know what the math is off the top of my head because I don't do math, but he has it all written out on his site and stuff that like for every character, it adds like another thousand years of fucking computing time to like hack that or to crack that password. So uh, little tricks like that will definitely make you more secure. They're not like silver bullets though like nothing is is a hundred percent going to keep you safe except you so you have to be aware of this stuff and then you have to you know try to keep that awareness when people are trying to throw you off your game and hurry you and rush you and all the different tricks that you know take advantage of your your lack of a love life or your your lack of funds or or whatever it is that they're trying to exploit you know there's always going to be something that they will hone in on about you via what you type, what you post, different interactions that they've had. You may be interacting with them and not even know, right? Like anybody can be anybody on these chat servers. So just, you know, be careful and keep that in mind when you're just talking to people, you know, like they may just be trying to get some info out of you. So I don't know. It's, it's a shitty way to live. Like you don't want to always be paranoid and you want to be able to trust people, but like, at the end of the day, when your finances and stuff are involved, you do, you have to be like extra careful. So, uh, any questions? Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. Uh, and then like, he's got, uh, Steve Gibson has some other like cool tools. There's this one called is a paper way to remember passwords doing these different, uh, 
letter shifts and all this like he he made this whole like paper thing for like going off the grid with it's pretty cool but uh if you go to grc.com slash off the grid dot htm you can check that out and then yeah i'll put the links to uh the the password haystacks and stuff and all of the podcasts that they do because i do think it's super good uh listening and then the other one is the social engineer podcast by chris hadnagy that dude wrote the textbooks on social engineering their podcast Podcasts are amazing because he interviews people from the FBI, from the NSA, people that do like uh, micro expression watching, gate watching, uh, people that can tell is that the person we're looking for based on how they walk, like all that kind of stuff. Super, super interesting if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, that's the social engineer.com website. I don't know if they still do the podcast. This was like five. 10 years ago, almost when I was listening to it, but I know they do have like classes and stuff if you're into that sort of thing. So super interesting, even like you don't have to be a pen tester or a social engineer to like take these classes. I think it's good for everyone to have a little bit of a background in this stuff just so they know when somebody comes at them that like, Oh, this guy's like trying to social engineer me. Like this guy's trying to get a password. Or this guy's trying to get something out of me, you know? And, and just to have that training, that little extra uh, protection, I, I think is worth it. But even just listening to the shows, they're super good. There's one I remember he talks about how to build rapport quickly. And it comes down to like when you go into somebody's office for the first time, looking at how their desk is arranged and making note of which side they favor and then placing yourself on a particular side based on that information. And like there's all these weird little like subtle tricks like that that can help you build rapport faster. And the faster you can build rapport with somebody, the faster you can get them in that kind of not manipulation is like a dirty word, but like get them in that malleable state. You know, they're more receptive to either hiring you if it's an interview or giving you that access if you're pen testing or, or whatever it happens to be. But yeah, super interesting stuff. I, I definitely recommend it. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, any questions before we wrap this up? All right. I will edit in the applause and uh, I bid you all good day. Stay safe out there. And definitely, if you ever have a question or wonder, like, hit us up. Find us in here. There's great mods in here. There's a great community in here. So definitely just hit us up and ask, and we'll tell you yes or no. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great day. Stay safe. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Security Basics 101, How Not to Get Hacked, Fished, or Fleeced. Recorded on Friday, April 8th, 2022. This episode of the Ether was brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? 
If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or looking for some alpha or if you're trying to find the best UST farms or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of CFI spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes and for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. Terra Spaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funded the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of, uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, final, no, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling abominable with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them. If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited. I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing. It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research. I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork. It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is. But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves. The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.